Welcome to Navigating the Modern World. I am your host, Kimberly Johnson. I am a life coach and a sex coach. This podcast was made for you, for you to get the most out of your life. We, as human beings, are made to win. This podcast offers a perspective in life that has you win, no matter what the challenge or outer circumstances you find yourself in. If you want to learn more about my work, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com. Hello and welcome to episode 102 of Navigating the Modern World. If this podcast or any of the episodes of this podcast have touched your heart or moved you in any way, please go over to iTunes on your computer and rate and review this podcast. Um, So as I make this podcast in this exact moment, Notre Dame the cathedral in Paris is burning to the ground. And I spent some time in Paris in 2018, and I spent a bit of time in Notre Dame, a lot of sacred time, actually, in Notre Dame. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the topic of today's podcast has to do with destruction. And I'm going to start with just a story. A story of something going on in my own life. So before moving from Denver, I was interacting with a gentleman in a really sacred, beautiful way. And we had been friends for a while. And... It in some ways was seeming to move from friendship into something else. Which is always confusing if there's a big change occurring. It almost like puts you in the space of the unknown automatically, right? But it also, because of the move and because of the unknown that was going to occur, it also allowed a deep freedom to fully show up and to fully share and to fully explore what's possible. So the relationship really took this like beautiful blossoming. It like turned into this beautiful flowering thing that is still continuing but is just this like the most one of the most beautiful relationships I've ever been in. And and it's not even necessarily an intimate relationship like we're not boyfriend girlfriend, but it's this very deep intimate friendship and part of the friendship has you know talked about being in relationship or discussed what it would be like to be in relationship and and you know in the interim it seems quite impossible and so as I've been feeling all of these robust beautiful feelings about another human being there is this other side that keeps rearing its ugly head that I have been wanting to avoid, but I decided not to. So there's the other side of the coin, and something that I really got clear about as I was like preparing for this podcast is that when we're in relationship with really anything, with really anything, it could be an object, it could be a friend, it could be a partnership, it could be anything, a job, a career, 
that what we tend to do is we tend to focus on and dream about all the ways that it's going to work out and all the ways that it's going to be beautiful and successful and thriving and we're going to make tons of money and we're going to have babies and a family and we're going to get married here, right? Like you can, you can tell, you can see what we do is we, we fantasize. We go into fantasy, especially in the beginning, especially before anything gets maybe a little rocky or before anything really gets questioned. Like we go into this deep fantasy world and there's something beautiful about it. I think in some way it, it helps us form deep attachment or relationship. It has us um, really explore how we're actually feeling. It creates, it creates these like this pleasurable feelings that have us keep going, right? That have us keep exploring, that have us keep diving deeper into it. And so there's this like, you know, robust fantasy land that I was living in. And then, and then the opposite started to come in. And maybe that happened in time. Maybe it happened because of a, because of our circumstances, like whatever it was, but these, these other, this, the fears of, you know, you know, it probably isn't going to work out. And, you know, what if I have to see him with another person? Or what if, you know, he breaks my heart or I break his heart? Or what if I meet someone and start dating them, right? Like all these scenarios started popping up in my mind. And I noticed that as a human being, what I tend to do is I tend to do one of two things when these sorts of thoughts arise is I I either buy into them and start feeling really bad or feeling really negative and like believing them really deeply and then almost beginning to like mourn them before they even happen, right? But like kind of in an unhealthy way, like they, I let them spiral. I let them let me spiral and have all these crazy thoughts and then create all this reaction or this numbing. Or I'm like, that's not going to happen. You know, I like avoid them. I'm like, I try to like positive talk my way out of them. And you can see how you might be doing this in some area of your life, like where maybe you have this fantasy and this, these beautiful dreams and goals and you're dreaming about it and you can see it almost. And then there's this other side, the fear of like, oh, what if I never get there? Like, what if this doesn't happen? Or what if I fail completely? Or what if, you know, I get my heart broken, right? There's both. And you can really begin to just look and observe of like what you do when either arises, when the fantasy arises or when the fears arise. And... So I was driving, actually, I was driving to Seattle when I was moving. So I was driving here and I decided that I was going to just sit with and meditate on and ponder on all of these fears, like really allow myself to feel the disappointment of, of us not being together and really feel the disappointment of hearing him say the words, you know, I'm seeing somebody else or feel the disappointment of, of all of the scenarios that could happen, right? Like all of them, like my heartbreaking and, and feeling sad or feeling even resentful. Or like I really let myself go there. Granted, I had like a 22 hour drive. <laughs> so I was like, I have all this time to do this. And so I really begin to say, I brought up scenarios in my mind that would, that wanted to arise. Like, 
what would it feel like to have him tell me he's seeing somebody else? Which is a very probable scenario, right? right? We don't live in the same place. We, we're, we're far away. We're not dating. Um, you know, so it was very probable. It's like a very probable thing to happen. And so I let it arise. And I actually pretended like I heard him saying that. And I let it come in and I felt the sadness of it. And I felt even the feelings of rejection from it. And I felt the feelings of resentment. And I felt the feelings of like, I'm really not good enough. Like no man will ever meet me where I'm at. No man will ever want to be with me. Like I really let myself feel it and experience it and go there, but in a really skillful way. So I didn't spiral. I intentionally, intentionally allowed myself to feel and go through all of the fears that were arising without spiraling. And how I did that is if it ever got too intense, I did this method called the touch and go. So if it ever got too intense where I I could see myself spiraling or my thoughts, you know, where I was like, just going down this rabbit hole of what could happen, I brought myself back to the breath. I took some long, deep breaths. And then when I was ready and I felt like I could go back to the scenario, I could go back to sitting with it, I went back. And then if it got too much, I found my breath again. And I just sat with my breath, like the inhale and the exhale, almost like I was watching the ocean lap the sand. And then when I felt like I could go back, when I felt brave enough or courageous enough, I went back. And I brought up a ton of scenarios, all the scenarios I could foresee playing out. I even brought up the scenario of like, what if we stop talking? Like, what if we completely stop talking, right? I I brought up all the things that I was playing out in my mind and I did it for hours. I probably did it for four hours. And fast forward to yesterday. Him and I ended up having one of the scenarios play out. And the most beautiful thing happened. I was able to be fully present and fully loving. I was able to just listen. I was able to support I was able to support not only him, but myself. I was able to speak my truth because I wasn't spiraling in my emotions or my feelings because I had already examined it. I had already put myself there. I had already explored what if this happened. And because of that, the way that I was able to show up was this profound shift of who I knew myself to be. And in life, in Buddhism specifically, they talk about that actually meditating on death or sickness or pain or rejection, that actually to meditate on these things, but specifically like death and pain and sickness and aging, that if We begin to meditate on these things. These are the things that will come to us in life. And there's a list, and I have the list right here because it's it's just the truth. 
So these are the things that come to us in life. The Buddha says, There is birth, there is aging, there is death, there is sorrow, lamination, pain, dejection, despair, and destruction. So there is birth, there is aging, there is death, there is sorrow, lamination, pain, dejection, despair, and destruction. He says these are the things that we are sure of in life. These are the things that we know that we will experience. And if you begin really just exploring them, facing them, not hiding from them, not numbing from them, not avoiding them, but really turning toward them, like fully, fully turning toward them, then it is then when we surrender to these things that we know are going to happen to us and are going to come in this lifetime, it is then that we can fully begin to live. And in the book of Tibetan, uh, the Tibetan book of living and dying, they specifically say that the only way to live is to face your own death and your own mortality. And I really saw the fruit of that. I really saw that in the, in the turning toward my fear, that when the thing arose or came into my presence, that what I was given was the ability to fully be alive, to fully be expressed, to fully show up. And today I, so I'm house sitting in Seattle and, um, and I took a walk this morning and I walked this beautiful lake that's where, near where I'm staying. And as I was walking back, I was noticing all the tulips. There are so many tulips and they're so beautiful. And right as I saw two red ones, this thought just like hit me, boom. And the thought was, I posted it on my Instagram because it's just, it just hit me so powerfully. And the quote was, the only way to bloom is to be willing to be vulnerable to complete destruction. Like the only way to actually fully bloom and live in this life fully is to reconcile that all of this will end and we will all die. And it's like inside of really facing that, we have access to fully living. It creates this almost like truth in us that this life is very precious and this life is very fragile. And it, we have to face that death can come at any time. Sickness can come at any time. Aging can kind of come at any time, right? Like there's like this moment when things begin to change. I've even noticed it like as I turned into my 30s, like I can see the aging happening. It just kind of happens. It's, it's not like, um, it's not like this, it is a slow process, but it's not like this super slow process. It's like one day I looked at myself and I was like, wow, I can, I can see some age on me. And it's the same with sickness. Like, you know, it's the same with getting the flu. You pretty much, you might start feeling some small symptoms, but then it's like, boom, you have the flu. And it's the same with dying. Life isn't promised to us. 
And if we can really turn toward that, it begins to breed in us the desire to live more fully. And I, after last night, I just literally was so deeply grateful for my practice and deeply grateful for the courage to really face life fully and face the things that I know are going to come to me in life. And no matter if it's a career or if it's children or if it's a love affair or if it's marriage or if it's a friendship, you know, one of the quotes that I really love is anything that's authentic will break your heart. And it will break your heart because we're humans and we do things that are heartbreaking. And we also, it, that too, whatever it is, will come to an end. We won't always have our favorite car that we're driving right now. It will at some point come to an end. We won't always have the relationship we're in because at one point they will die or we will die. Or we'll break up, right? Everything actually is impermanent. And inside of that, if we begin to face that truth, something begins to happen. And what for myself I believe begins to happen is I believe that I, be, I can fully be present. I think that that's it. It's, it breeds a presence in me where I want to be here now because I don't have to be stuck in the what-ifs. I get to just be with what's happening fully. And so I really want to offer that you play with this. You play with this practice. You play with examining the places where you might be letting fear hold you back or you might be paralyzed by fear. And you begin to just really explore and sit with, okay, what if my biggest fear did happen? What if the feelings and emotions I'm trying to avoid feeling, I actually just allowed myself to feel. And remember, you can always practice the touch and go. You can, you can touch in, just feel it. What does it feel like in my body? What thoughts are attached? What, like, what's even underneath it? Like for me, when I was exploring this relationship, I really saw that like, a lot of my fear is like fear of rejection. A lot of my fear is that I might discover that I'm unlovable or unworthy to another human being. And when, I, when you can begin to sit with that compassionately, and compassion is the key here, is to begin to sit with it compassionately. You don't want to just sit with it and just like let it take over because that, that's what creates the spiraling. But to just sit with it intentionally, and to almost like sit with it as if you were a small child or as if a small child was saying that to you, like saying like, hey, these are my fears. Like how would you sit with a child that was saying that that was their fears? Or how would you sit with somebody who was on their deathbed if they were sharing, these are my fears. I'm, I fear that I'm unlovable. Like sitting with it, from that space, this, this expansive, vast, like, heart-cracked-open space. And one thing that I want to speak of just really quick before I end is this New Age, in the New Age spiritual realm, there's like this thing of like, don't ever think about the negative because you'll manifest it. And... 
I'm I'm not quite sure. Like there there is a part of me that deeply believes that our thoughts control our reality, right? Our perceptions control our reality. The reality that we're experiencing is based on our perception. So what is happening in our life currently is being, you know, filtered through all the things that have ever happened to us and our belief systems and our past history, and it's being filtered through, and that's what gives us our perception and our experience of living. So there's a part of that that I fully believe. I don't think we should get caught in thinking negatively or that this fear is going to happen. It's it's not about staying in it. It's allowing yourself to face that it's possible. Because we also don't need to avoid that it's possible. It's like it's like to not ever think of the negative, but to only think the positive and to think that that's what manifests something and brings it to us is also I believe not whole and complete. But that Everything is possible to occur to us. You know, we might start a business and it might thrive and it might fail. Or we might get into a relationship and we might get married or we might break up. And um, we might go on a walk today and the walk might be beautiful or maybe it'll start pouring down rain, right? Like there's always the possibility of the whole of experience to occur. And like the Buddha said, I will repeat again, that there is birth, there is aging, there is death. There is sorrow, lamination, pain, dejection, despair, and destruction. This is what we for sure know. And there's something about turning toward that that also makes it not as daunting. It makes it not as big of a deal. It makes it just part of the human experience and part of life. And it gives you access to be skillful when and if they occur. So it's not like a um, it's not like a ruminating on oh this my business is going to fail my business is going to fail my business is going to fail it's, that's not what it's about it's about it's about fully turning toward that this is possible and that it's possible that it could succeed it's it's not leaving one or the other out but when things succeed even though I do think we can meditate on things succeeding too and learn to be more skillful in that for sure, instead of attaching to it and then longing for more. Like, I think that there could be a lot of work done around that too. And when things are going well, we tend to not have as much of an issue. It's when things aren't going well or things are happening or occurring that are fearful or when things break up that we tend to spiral and tend to go down this downhill path or we we tend to... Um, lose sight of who we truly are. We tend to lose sight of how to not be so much in reaction and how to truly show up as we want to show up. And so turning toward it gives us access to that. Turning toward that gives us access to truly being who we want to be. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening in always. I am deeply grateful for you. Um, Until next time.